Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith, a pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio and Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute um, or Satari Self-Care Institute. And today we have a special guest. We have Oz um, on the line. And today we're going to talk about his YouTube channel, which is The Awakening Frequency. Um, The YouTube channel, the mission is reach one so that Each one can teach one. Now, Oz has a clear message to humanity that self-love, tolerance, and mindfulness solves many dysfunctions. Oz has three programs that air uh, regularly, weekly, and a fourth program that airs periodically. And we'll learn about each of these programs in detail and the importance that these programs have to our global community. So, Oz, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on today. Thank you very much, Katrina. I I thank you, actually, for giving me a platform to speak about my channel and my mission. Okay, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Well, Oz, Let's start off by having you tell us something about yourself, Um, your education, your work experience, hobbies, values. Okay. Um, I'm a high school graduate, and uh, later on in life, I went on to a technical college for IT. Um, Currently, I'm a senior IT help desk analyst. I love to build computers and create music. Those are my favorite pastimes. And the fact that I can blend both of those together, to me, is like living in utopia. (laughs) Um, My values, I would say, dependability, trustworthy, open-mindedness, honesty, love to help people understand technology. Uh, I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are afraid of technology and are unwilling to embrace it. So anything I can do to help people in that aspect, you know, I'm all for it. Wow. You know, that is um, really interesting. And I, whenever we have a guest on, I think it's important to ask about about education and um, work experience because you have a YouTube channel. And um, a lot of times people want to know that they have goals, they have dreams and ambitions, they want to do something, but they don't know, you know, how to do it. And we'll we'll talk about that later. But a lot of times, you know, people need to know that uh, they need to know the background behind what's going on with other people's success. So so thank you for sharing that. Now, what what is your... um, Okay, so you do. You have a YouTube channel, and so mm-hmm. I want to ask you. Uh, want to ask you about your. Uh, want to ask you about your channel. Um, tell us. Tell us about your YouTube channel. Okay, um, so the the YouTube channel is called the Awakening Frequency, and I have four programs on there that airs uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then there's a fourth program that just airs period. Let me go into a little bit of detail as to what they are. So on Mondays, there's a show called Black History Monday. 
And I use that platform to educate our people about the many contributions that we've made just beyond the more popular figures that you always hear about in school or, uh, you know, what most people perceive to be the black history. You know, the story's a lot deeper, the rabbit hole's a lot deeper, so it's not just those hand-selected few. On Wednesdays, I have a show called Wide Open Wednesday. And that, I use that platform to bring to light stories that are usually ignored by mainstream media. Um, as you know, on the media, we're often depicted in a negative light. So I research a lot and I try to find positive images, positive news stories of things that we're doing, not just here, also around the world and, and beyond even, um, just to show that we're not exactly what we're portrayed to be in the media. On Fridays, mm. I have... Mm-hmm, exactly. So on Fridays, I have Food Label Friday, which is the big one, uh, so to speak. Uh, this is a part of a bigger problem as far as understanding the labels on the food and items that you buy. And not even just our food. You know, a lot of these ingredients are also in pet food and uh, baby food. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the expanse is, is almost global. There are some countries that have banned a lot of these things, but for the most part, you know, the, the uh, widespread reach of these poisons and negative things in the food supply is almost worldwide. And then the wake-up call, which is the platform I use to just bring to light information that we tend to overlook uh, because we're either in a state of sleepwalking or we simply try to act as though it's not really there at all. Uh, one of my most recent ones was about Black Friday, where I talked about the origins of the term Black Friday, Um, As you know, a lot of people feel that uh, it was because they were selling slaves on Black Friday. That's just one of the stories that are actually out there circulating. It's actually, and there's a lot that goes into that. that, I thought that was fascinating because I I, I never knew that. I I never knew that that was a potential uh, origin of Black Friday. Interesting. Mm Yeah, it, it shocked me when I saw that. That's, also, that's what compelled me to do more research on it because I, I always wanted to know. I don't just read one thing and decide that that's what it is. You know, I have to do my own research. And while digging through all that research, I found all of the other origin stories, and they all seem to be rooted in verifiable history. So it's one of those things where there are so many versions of the story that you don't really know what the story is. So I put that video together to kind of clarify it a bit. And also just to highlight some of the foolishness that goes on on Black Friday, because I feel that when you're in the middle of it, you don't really realize how crazy people act. But when you watch it, when you're looking at the video and you see the the police activity and all this stuff that goes on just because people are shopping, it brings to light a greater problem that we have to deal with. And it's not just the shopping itself, it's also the retail industry. But, you know, that's a long story, and the video does a very good job at explaining all of that. It did. I watched that video, and I I, I thought it was absolutely um, amazing in the information that it provided. And, and, you know, one thing that I noticed, too, is that that craziness, that chaotic uh, behavior, it tends to be an American thing because I noticed other countries um, are much more civil when it comes to Black Friday. I found a couple, I mean, there was one, a couple of things I found from the UK, but for the most part, yeah, you're absolutely correct. When I'm doing the research, video after video after video after news article after news article, it's all in America. And it's, it's sad. You know, it's really sad because the whole world sees this. Mm, mm. You know, I, I keep hearing you say our people. So when you talk about our people, who are you speaking about? Um, I'm speaking about the darker complexion people around the world. You know, uh, historically and systematically, we've been suppressed a whole lot. You know, there are those people who say that white supremacy doesn't exist or um, there's nothing holding us back. But until you've had to live through some of these things, you know, you, you're, just, you're just saying it. You're just talking. You know, they, they wouldn't know what it's like to live in this skin unless they had to live in this skin. So not to say that these videos are not for everyone because education is universal. What I'm saying is it's important for our people to tune into these videos and really understand the depth of our history. I love it. 
All right. So you mean people of color? Exactly. Understood. Understood. Um, what may I ask? What is your ethnicity? Well, <laughs> my ethnicity is uh, it's a little mixed up, but uh, <laughs> so my lineage spawns from an island African mix that led to my mother being born in Jamaica. She eventually moved to London, where she met my father, who was a former U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant. He would just happen to be stationed in England at the time. That led to me being born in England. So I'm, I'm a combination of all those ethnicities. Wow. And you currently reside in the U.S., is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay. How old were you when you came to the U.S.? I was eight years old or eight years young. <laughs> yeah, so you have a lot of um, you you have a lot of diversity even within your, you know, even within your your family history. Yeah, my family history is expansive. <laughs> we're we're literally all over the world. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. You're I'd like welcome. to know what is your. <laughs> What is your why for starting your YouTube channel? Because it is apps, and and so I want to say again that your YouTube channel is the Awakening Frequency. Um, yeah, what is your why for creating this channel? Well, I discovered that there was a void. So for all of the shows that I previously mentioned, I discovered that there was a void because when I was in high school. I remember I went to Plantation High, and I remember when they first introduced um, the black history class immediately. But it just seemed to me that it was the same history just told from a different perspective. So you weren't giving me any new information. We weren't talking about ancient Egypt. We weren't talking about the inventors. We, weren't, we didn't even mention the story of hidden figures, what those women meant to the U.S. space program. I mean, none of that was ever touched. Mm -hmm. So... I left that course still feeling empty, that there's more. And, you know, mm -hmm. when I looked at how I was growing up, as far as the, the food label, when I looked at how I was growing up and what I used to eat every day, uh, we didn't know about any of those things in the labels. But, you know, in my research, you know, I come to find out that a lot of these food colorings have been in our food since the 70s and, and 60s, and it's like none of that information was ever out. If the FDA was doing any testing, and found out anything was cancerous, we never knew about it. They never told us about it. And again, this is not usually something that's discussed in minority households because we're always concerned about, can we pay the mortgage this month? Are we going to be able to pay the bills this month? You know, um, can I find a better job? Things like that. So our minds are mm -hmm. occupied with things that actually matter to life. You know, we had no idea about all these other things. And, you know, as far as what I do for Wide Open Wednesday, I've been watching the news since I was young. I've always been fascinated by it. But as I got older, I realized that uh, a lot of the news programs around the country literally use the exact same script. The only thing that changes is the station call, uh, call numbers and call letters. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you realize things like that, then your, your belief in the system is shattered. Because now it's like, okay, well, if they're all giving me the same news, Where's the real news? So then you have to go out and find it for yourself. So my why is to put all of this out there so people have an alternative. So when there's kids and, and teachers who are thinking about Black History Month, they can remember, oh, yeah, the Awakening Frequency has got an entire library of uh, black historical figures. Uh, let's just go there and look at one of those videos and pick one of those characters, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. I just want to put information out there so people can have it. Perfect. And I know when I listen to your Black History Mondays, you always uh, put a little footnote to teachers that you can, if you need something for Black History, feel free to take information exactly. and use it. So, I, um, yeah, that, that is awesome. Hmm. As I'm listening to you talk and as I'm listening to the different um, programs that you offer at the Black History Monday where you talk about where you feature um, uh, or educate us on the accomplishments of, of, of black people and the legacies that they have left 
all of us with uh, throughout history. The people that you feature are, are, are individuals who are, we are not commonly, we don't know about. They're not commonly talked about. And, and you mentioned, you know, when uh, during um, uh, um, uh, February, Black History Month, and in, in the history classes, we kind of talk about the same people over and we just kind of re- regurgitate the same names and people over and over and over again and not to minimize these Martin Luther King and uh, um, uh, you know all of these all of these uh, individuals who um, who have marked who have put a, a, a mark in history and who have made legacies and paved the way for us but there are just so many others that that um, yeah, we don't know about really that is. have not been highlighted. Um, and you mentioned the the three ladies who uh, the hidden figures, the movie that finally came out about Nassau, and the reason why exactly. America was able to go to outer space. It was because of three black women, and probably even exactly. more. So I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. And and I thank you for um, thank you for highlighting. Uh, Black History Monday. I I, I, I like that show. Thank now, you, I want thank to you. ask you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Your shows are so well put together. Um, is this your first YouTube channel? Um, it's my first YouTube channel that I created for the purpose of gaining subscribers and sharing with others. I have some other channels, but they've mainly been to just kind of log favorite videos, and then I have some um, things uh, for my kids' basketball games and things like that on there. But those channels were nothing serious. You know, I don't even, I don't even look at the sub count on those because I don't expect them to grow at all. It's mainly for family. Uh, but this one was something different. I wanted this to take on a life of its own. And um, what's funny is the, first, the very first video I did, uh, the one about the Impossible Burgers and Beyond Burgers, that has taken mm-hmm. on a life of its own. I think it's at almost 600 views. In um in the seven weeks that the channel's been up, <laughs> so that one's uh, that one's that was interesting because they keep pumping the impossible and beyond narrative into the media, and I notice every time they do, I get a little bump. So I welcome yeah. them to continue to spread the poison so people can educate themselves on my channel. <laughs> wow. And um, so that's your your food label Friday, where you talk about you educate people on um, about uh, you say the the poisons that um, are are allowed to be put in our food, the colorings and the exactly. uh, HMO, the GMOs, and um, just yes. just uh, sometimes the sugars and starches that the salts that we're just not even aware of, um, as well as other things. Exactly, all those unpronounceable ingredients that they have on the label. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, let's see. Now, you talk about, and um, to, you know, you talk a lot about food labeling. Um, and on that, when you talk on your Food Label Friday, you mentioned that you changed your way of eating and that inspired you to help others. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, uh, definitely. So approximately, uh, as you know, Katrina, I became a vegetarian, or pescatarian would be the actual term because I I still eat a little bit of uh, fish and seafood and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But approximately two years ago, uh, my weight was up to 232 pounds. So I'm six foot three. And a lot of people will say, oh, that's perfect. That's a good weight. Yeah, good, a lot of mass and all that. And they'd probably be right if I was a professional athlete and I had access to world-class trainers and I had chefs who could prepare nutrient-rich meals for me every single day, but I'm not. I mean, I'm in good shape, but I'm not a professional-level athlete. So the nutritionist I went to helped me understand the role food plays in weight gain and overall health. So when we sat down and we started going over my diet, you know, truth be told, I used to eat cereal every morning because at that time I didn't know it was probably the most heavily processed. I had no idea. At that time I wasn't reading labels, so 
I was ingesting a lot of the red 40s and yellow 5s and blue 1s and all this, and I just kept eating all this stuff every single day. And I worked out a lot, but the weight never came off. See what I mean? So I went to see the nutritionist because I, I had to figure something out. I, I didn't know what else to do. So after we sat down and discussed the diet, he said, for the first two weeks, I want you completely off of sugar. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have some severe withdrawal symptoms and I'm probably going to be in a corner curled up somewhere. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. after those first two weeks, I dropped down to 219 pounds. So wow. that became an eye-opener because now I'm like, okay, so the only thing I did was eliminate sugar and I ate some more leafy greens and, and vegetables that he told me to eat. So after that, he said, okay, so now you need to maintain a low-sugar, low-sodium diet and increase your leafy green and vegetable and fruit intake. So what he explained to me was that a lot of those things that you eat causes inflammation inside the body. Inflammation is directly tied to high blood pressure. So you're absolutely right. If you eat a lot of sodium, it will skyrocket your blood pressure because the sodium is going to cause a lot of inflammation. Same with a lot of sugar, a lot of starch, and a lot of these things. There's a lot of foods out there that can help reduce inflammation. Um, For example, a cayenne pepper is one of the things that I use that helps reduce inflammation. Uh, Turmeric helps reduce inflammation. And there's a lot of others out there. You know, that's uh, actually a plan of mine to do a show on a few of those things going forward, probably in the future. Maybe when I get to uh, what I'm going to call season two of my programming, I'll start going more into that. I'll probably go into more um, showing off some of the recipes that I've had and collected over the years. Uh, so yeah. it, was, uh, it was a hell of a journey for me. So long story short, at my lightest, I got all the way down to 173 pounds. Okay. Wow. And and over for over a year now, I've been maintaining between 182, 186, and that's without any fad diets, without any um, ridiculous over exercising, without any of that. I, I stay pretty active. I try to exercise very regularly, but I don't do anything crazy. There's no fad dieting or anything like that. I just eliminate certain things from my diet, and slowly but steadily just improve my health. I think it would be fabulous for you to do some um, some shows about, you know, how you eat, um, the type of foods you eat, even the type of foods that cause inflammation. Oh, my goodness. And I know that Dr. Sabi, who's no longer with us, he preached, a, well, I say preach, I say that lightly. He, he educated um, the community about the importance of eating certain type of foods and staying away from certain foods because yes. inflammation causes disease. And so I'm hearing you say different foods we eat cause inflammation, and I already know that inflammation causes disease. Yes, wow. exactly. exactly. Dr. Sabi is okay. somebody I admire greatly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, so I think that would be wonderful uh, for you to um, to do those things, and please continue with these programs because we need it. You know, Absolutely. Period. We we need it. We need it. All right. Um, now, can you can you explain to us the process that you go through when you create your content for your programs? Sure, not a problem. Um, so for me, my mind is always working. So there's, there's just always thinking of things. You know, sometimes when I'm at work, you know, um, people will say, why are you so quiet? Well, my mind is always working. I'm always thinking. I'm always trying to find ways to tweak my art. You know, it's like a kung fu master. You always have to practice mm-hmm. so that you can sharpen your skills. Mm-hmm. So I observe everything around me all the time. And when I have an idea, uh, I document all the main points. I collect screenshots. If I'm at work, I may put it in my phone. Um, I may just commit certain key points to memory so that I can expand on it when I get home. And then mm-hmm. I write the script during this time, and then I choose the music. Um, for example, each song that you hear at the beginning of these videos, I created that music. I produced it myself. 
Wow. So, you know, everything comes from my head. And then I spend a couple of days reviewing it, and then everything just coalesces into what you see as soon as you press play. Okay, so I hear you saying that you didn't wake up like this. It, it takes some. It <laughs> takes some planning. It takes planning, and it takes work. But I hear you saying that there are certain things that you do, and I think this is really important. Because, again, a lot of people don't know how they want to do something. They, they want to create a YouTube channel. Um, they, they want to go into business for themselves, but they just don't know the, the how, um, the how-to. Yeah. And so you, you gave some good nuggets. Um, you know, you gave some good nuggets, so thank you for that. You're welcome. I heard you say earlier on that you are um, – um, did you say IT analyst? Yes. What 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 is you, okay? So you you do um you do IT so you you work and you have your YouTube channels and and you do some other things too. Um, you, you do some voiceover work. Um, you do quite a yeah. few things. Yep. Uh, very <laughs> impressed. Very impressed. <laughs> um, but I I'd like to know how do you create work life balance and what does that mean to you? Um, work-life balance, it, it can be difficult. Um, I think the main difficulty with me, though, is uh, the shift that I work because I'm on a, a later shift. So it's like when, when everyone else is home, I'm working, and then when I'm home, they're working or at school. Uh, so I find myself in the mornings having to get up. I do like a quick brainstorm, you know, uh, what can I do today? Uh, sometimes I'll prepare shows weeks in advance, uh, like, for example, I've got about another two months of Food Available Friday uh, content documented, separated into folders. I already know which direction each show is going into, just a matter of creating the scripts for them. Uh, so regardless of where I am, my, my brain just goes to work, and it just creates, and it just creates. And I try to rest enough weekly so that I can keep it going. But sometimes I am up for hours at night. But, you know, that's, that's the price that I have to pay if I want to be successful with what I'm doing. You know, you, you have to grind. And the time to grind is right now so that once these shows can grow wings and take flight, you can kind of slow down a little bit and then you can focus a little better. You know, and then once I get to the point where I can do this full time, then all of that is eliminated because then I can plan through the entire day for each hour of the day, what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be working on. Okay. And I know that family is very important to you. And, um, you know, just from, you know, just from having the, 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 um, um, uh, the honor of, of knowing you, um, I've come to learn that you, you put family first and that family is, is a very important part of your life. Um, can you talk just a little bit about that? Because that's a yes. part of your balance as well. Absolutely. So, uh, as you said, family is very important to me. That's my driving force. Um, my, my goal, you know, as the man of the house, you always want to be able to make life easier for everyone you're responsible for. And that drives me every single day, every single day. Because um, I'm the one that takes uh, the kids to school and then – uh, my wife picks them up. So she, she works for the school board, so she gets off earlier than I do, uh, much earlier. Um, so just having that in mind that, okay, I'm, I'm having to work the night shift and I can't see my kids, you know, I, I can't spend any time with family, you know, that's my driving force that keeps me going, knowing that once I succeed at this, it frees up all the other time for me to do what I want to do. Okay. All right. So you're working. So you're. So it sounds like, and that was going to be one of my questions. Um, what are what are the goals that you're working toward? Well, so let me ask you that, because um, this was a, a great segue. What are the goals that you're working towards? Um. <laughs> well, each each show has a different set of goals, so I'll I'll, I'll do it show by show. So far as and show by show, Monday. and then don't forget, 
and and don't forget to give us your personal goals, like your overall personal goals as well. But I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Follow up on the other goals. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But so as far as Black History Monday, the goal there is to help educators and students by presenting historical people um, of color that they can write reports about uh, to make it easy for them. And most people are always writing about. Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Rosa Parks, um, you know, Sojourner Truth, uh, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman. Those are names that always, always come up. They always rotate. And I've noticed even when I was in school and then and, and my kids going to school, those are the only people they do reports on. So if I give them an alternative, now we can open up another chapter and see the bigger picture for what it really is. As far as White Open Wednesday, I want to help people understand that there's more to news than just the spin factory that you see on your local network. You know, a lot of people aren't aware that a lot of those networks use the exact same script. You know, um, one of my shows actually touches on that. Um, It's one of the uh, Wide Open Wednesday programs, and it touches on what goes on there. Uh, No, excuse me. It was the first wake-up call. It's in that one. Um, but it's very important to understand that you should do your own research. You can't just listen to people and what they tell you. You know, even with me, I encourage people to do their own research. You know, because I've done mine. Maybe you'll find something different. Maybe you can add to the story. You know, so you always have to do your own research. Food Label Friday. I just want to help people become more aware when they're shopping for their families and educate them about the ingredients. Um, we have to eat. Everyone has to eat. We eat every single day. We have to know what we're eating. And a uh, wake-up call, we bring attention to the many things that we as humans may do or see that's harmful or self-destructive. You know, this, this show has no set format, so it's kind of just freestyle. It's kind of a, a window into my mind at the time. So when you're watching the wake-up call, you're seeing what was in my mind at the time that that video was done. Mm-hmm. So as far as my personal goals, I would love to – have these programs grow to the point where I can possibly get one of them aired on one of the, uh, the public access cable channels. Because I know that there are some channels out there that will air these programs or these types of programs. And the end goal there is to be able to create jobs for people so that we can turn this from a YouTube channel into a full production. Wow. That is a be- that's beautiful. That's beautiful, thank and thank you for sharing <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oz, what is your greatest strength? My greatest strength is my perseverance and dedication to reaching my goals. And in that process, I also help other people as much as I can. Um, so, for example, uh, for instance, if I'm working towards doing something and somebody else has a question or or they want to do the same thing. Let's say somebody else has a a YouTube channel and they want me to assist them with their YouTube channel. I don't mind doing that. You know, even though I'm working on mine, I'm always willing to help Mm -hmm. someone else. Like if they need advice, if they say, um, uh, what software do you use? Well, I tell them, well, try to get this software or that software. If they say, uh, how would you pace yourself? Then I'll break that down to them. You know, I, I have no issue with doing that because, Again, as you said earlier, you know, my goal is to reach one so each one can teach one. And that is, that, is the, that is the premise of what mentorship is all about, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I appreciate you sharing that because a mentor or even a great leader is someone who doesn't mind sharing their knowledge so that you can so that others can learn and and actually um great leaders and good mentors they want to bring people up to where they are so that other people can do the same thing exactly and i've i've had some very powerful mentors in my life that i'm really really thankful for meeting wow well, can you, can you, sh- uh, you know, just sh- elaborate on that just a bit? Absolutely. My mother and father, I've listened to them 
my entire life, and I've learned a lot from them. Uh, even though, you know, when I was younger, they probably thought I wasn't listening. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I listened. I listened to the important messages. Uh, you know, I, I watched how strong they are, and that strength is in me, you know, with the things that I do. Uh, they've made me what I am. Um, I've also got three female mentors who I've met later in life. Um, two of them are like a mother and an aunt to me. Uh, they are uh, Belvet Jordan and Nadine Robinson, respectively. Uh, they're both here in Broward County. And they've done a great deal for me just being around them, uh, being able to work with them in uh, their business and what they do. Uh, they, they're very large, uh, huge advocates for breast cancer awareness, and I've done a lot of work with them as far as that and getting that up and running with them. Um, I actually built them a pink computer uh, to commemorate, you know, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, you know, there was that. And, and then um, Lucretia Welters, uh, which is the person who taught my daughter how to dance. Uh, she was the finder, uh, founder rather, of Jubilee Dance Theater. She's been a large part of my mental development and mind state. And uh, I've watched her grind for years and years and years, and, and the strength of these women just amazes me. And, um, you know, you see the pattern that I surround myself with strong women, and there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. we're all from a woman. We all come from a woman. So the very first impression that we have on earth is when we look into the eyes of our mother right after we're born. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole philosophy on, on strong women. And um, I, I really appreciate everything they've done for me. Wow. You know, it is so beautiful um, to hear a male um, talk about the importance of uh, matriarchy and um, the value that women bring to our society. Because right now our our society is so misogynistic, it appears. It, 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 It could appear if you kind of look on the surface of things and if you if you allow yourself to get caught up in 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 um the current uh events of things um <laughs> so yeah the, i it's, a, it's it's great to hear you um you know honor uh women and and acknowledge the greatness that uh women bring to the table hmm. How do you manage stress, stress and pressure? Um, well, I've come to the point in my life where I don't worry about things that I have no control over. You know, to to me, um, I'm a very logical person, and being an IT analyst, my mind is already focused on analysis and details and, and logic. So. Logic would dictate that the stress is going to be there whether I fight it or ignore it. So I just choose to ignore it. Um, Also repairing and maintaining computers um, for some of my customers, you know, that releases stress for me because I love working on technology. And then when I'm in the studio, when I'm producing these videos or um, producing music, again, another stress release. So what I'm saying is you have to have an outlet. And once you have that outlet, you'll find how easy you can just open up that outlet and you can just let the stress diffuse. Mm. And it sounds like your love for technology has kind of, um, and I know you said that you have a love for technology um, and music, and, you know, it just seems like you continue to go full circle. Your Your love for one takes you to the other. Um, you, you're able to marry both of of your loves, um, uh, you know, into this into this fusion, because exactly. you know, even yeah, because social media, um, even though it's not music per se, um, it, it does it is it is it does deal with um, well with social media, but it's entertainment in, in a sense education, entertainment, you're you're providing um, a message, I think, of beauty uh, to to the masses, to a large group of of folks out here. So I think that's interesting. Thank you. Exactly. Um, A long time ago, um, for those who are familiar with 
hip hop and what hip hop really is, and um, the golden age of hip hop. KRS One, he had an album called um, Edutainment, and from the moment that album was released, I really took that to heart because he was fusing education and entertainment together, and he put it in a platform that reached the masses. And that's exactly what my concept is here. What I'm doing is edutainment. So, I mean, you see the, the very musical introductions and the elaborate music, you know, the way that it sounds. I chose that because I wanted it to sound as different from other YouTube channels as possible. And I wanted mine to come across as if you watch mine, you're going to remember mine. So all of that comes from wow. just growing up in hip-hop and having hip-hop in me. I mean, hip-hop taught me a lot. <laughs> it's not all negative. Interesting. Well, you know, hip-hop did not – hip-hop started off very positive. I, I can remember some of the first hip-hop artists, and the music was very positive and upbeat and uplifting. Yeah. So I can remember that. Exactly. And I've listened to some of your music because you also you also write music <laughs> and like, your music is is very uplifting um, as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, so thank you're you you're right. Much. I haven't I haven't put any on my channel yet, but I'm at some point I will probably upload uh, some of my music to my channel because I, I have an album that I recorded. It was never released mainstream because of course the type of material that I talk about. Mainstream doesn't want that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It doesn't matter to me. I love the music, not the money. Yeah. But that would be perfect. We, 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 are, we are just awaiting um, everything that you have to offer. So that, that's okay. going to be a pleasure to hear that. I want to know, who is your ideal customer or subscriber? Um, okay, that's, well, that's two different answers. My customers would be more along the, um, the technology and what I do, but, uh, my ideal customer would be someone who's tired of being robbed by retail establishments. And and there's a lot. That's why I got into IT because of what happened to me when I went to, well, I'm not going to say their name, but it's a big box electronic store. Um, but basically, um, the retailers are there to make money. I mean, that's, that's what they do. We, we can't fault them for that because that's how they stay in business. But I'm here to educate you about your computer and tailor my services to you based on what you really need to do. Sometimes you might not need a brand-new computer. Sometimes you may just need to upgrade the hardware that you have. And instead of being talked into buying something where you're never going to use the power, we can just tweak what you already have so that you don't have to buy anything new in the first place. Um, my, ideal subs- my ideal subscriber is someone who seeks to do the right things but doesn't know where to look, someone who wants to eat healthy but doesn't know where to begin, or someone who wishes to enhance their own knowledge of the world we live in but really don't have time to try and research. So I've done all that and laid it out in a platform that simply all you have to do is press place. Perfect. All right. How do you market your YouTube channel? Well, currently I've not begun any major marketing. Um, It's been primarily Mm -hmm. on social media, but, you know, what I've come to notice is that a a lot of posts on social media really don't have any substance, and those are the ones that tend to get a lot of likes and follows and subscribers and retweets, um, which is okay. I, I understand. You know, people need a distraction from the daily grind. Um, I recently created a custom barcode so people can just scan it and it takes them straight to my page or my channel on YouTube. And I've got plans for T-shirts also, uh, maybe mugs and hats and things like that. Um, and then I'm, gonna, I'm in the process right now of trying to determine the best way to market the page because since the page is so new, it's so young, um, and I don't have a ton of subscribers yet, the count's been growing, so mm-hmm. I'm happy with that but I don't have a ton of subscribers mm-hmm. yet. Once I get to 100 subscribers on YouTube, then I can create a custom URL so it will be easier for people to remember the address of the channel to go to because right now it's just you know, something random that was uh, given when you create the channel. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I mean, it, it's fine. You know, um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, um, I'm on uh, Twitter, and then uh, there's another one called Tumblr. So I'm on all of those mm-hmm. social media outlets. So it's easy mm-hmm. to find me. I mean, it's it's on it's under the Awakening Frequency on each one of those social media outlets. So it's easy to find. Okay. And uh, basically, all people need to do is just go to the channel, like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. Keep doing that. The channel will grow. The platform will grow, and it will become a movement. Perfect. So it sounds like you're just creating. One of the things you're doing is creating great content um, for exactly. people to to have access to. And um, then it also sounds like a lot of uh, word of mouth. Uh, people they see your content, they listen to it, they like it, and then they share it with others. Exactly. Exactly. Which is now, one of the, today. Yeah. Actually, uh, today mm-hmm. was, um, we dropped the video this morning, was part one of The Color of Poison, which goes into detail about all the food colorings. That's the video that needs to be shared a lot all over the country because those details are the ones that you need to know because those food colorings are in so much of everything that we buy on a daily basis. Yeah. And that one is the Food Label Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's episode seven. So that was up there, uploaded this morning. So that's there. Mm-hmm. So People go and again like, subscribe, and share. <laughs> Color Perfect. Of poison, and I what saw that. I, Color of poison. I haven't been able to listen to it yet, but I'm going to, and I'm going to share it also. You're right about um, about these chemicals, uh, the color of poison, because I can remember once I worked uh, for a hospital system, and um, uh, one of the ladies I worked with, she had a son who was about three. And she says he was just out of control, and she didn't know what was wrong with him. And she, because she was a stay-at-home mom, she was able to begin to monitor the food that she was giving him. And she realized that she was, she began to realize that he was allergic to red dye, that the red yeah, dye in um... M&Ms and, and different <laughs> foods made him crazy. And Those as a are, result... Yeah. Yeah, and as a result, she ended up having to make a lot of food. She cooks, she, you know, just homemade, home makes a lot of food now. And she said exactly. her behavior exactly. has just changed. But, so you know, so many people don't have the luxury of, you know, being able to have that time to even figure out stuff like that, that my child's behavior, my child doesn't have ADD. My child maybe is allergic to some of the food that he's it, being, you know, right. that, that's in his life yeah. or her life. That's absolutely right. And that's not something that a doctor is going to diagnose. He's not going to tell you, uh, oh, your, your son's overdosing on Red 40. No, he's not going to be able to tell. There's no test that can tell you that. You have to monitor that on your own, determine that on your own. A lot of those dyes have been linked to hyperactivity in kids, so that's exactly what you were just describing. Yeah, it's 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 just so sad. And in a lot of countries, a lot of these uh, color, food colors, and a lot of things that we have, a lot of the uh, ingredients that is allowed to be put in our food here in the USA are banned in other countries because of these reasons. So I think yeah, that's pretty right. amazing um, as well. As, as a matter, matter of fact, the last three episodes now, so starting from today, the last three episodes of Food Label Friday discusses a lot of that, what you were just talking about. Uh, there are some, in fact, uh, the one I did about uh, crunch berries, and Captain Crunch in games are different, and that's highlighted in the video. Um, so, you know, your listeners can tune into that one, and they'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I've actually got screenshots from a Captain Crunch box in Canada, and I've got it next to one here, and you will see that the ingredients are not the same. Uh, the Canadian market constantly gets the healthier ingredients. The American market constantly gets the dyes. So... You know, instead of fighting with each other, we, we need to be making the politicians hold the FDA accountable. You know, what right do they have to say? You're allowed a little bit of poison. No, I'm not, because I'm not going to pour poison into the food when I'm making it at home. Yeah. 
Yeah, so not only is it the food, but it's the water. And you're right. Instead of us fighting each other, we need to band together to make these legislatures and people we put in the Senate accountable for what's going on. Yeah, so I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, Oz, I want to ask you, and I may have asked you this once before, but I want to ask you again, what does success look like for you? Success for me uh, is when I can reach one so each one can teach one. <laughs> i start there. Um, what that means is when my message has grown into its own movement, uh, people are learning, um, I've got subscribers in the million. I will have achieved success because I know that each one of those millions of people has learned something that has enhanced their life. And to me, that's the ultimate goal. I'll never stop trying to share knowledge. It's, it's vitally important that we stop all this negativity amongst each other and start to nurture and care about each other, try to expand our own knowledge as well as expanding the knowledge of those around us or those who we can influence. Beautiful, beautiful, and um, I, I truly believe that is going to happen because your your content is amazing and well needed. Yeah. Thanks again. What if you're welcome? What advice do you have for someone who has the passion and even the desire uh, to become an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. Um, but doesn't know where or how to start because a lot of, you know, people want to start, you know, YouTube businesses, um, IT businesses, um, you know, just many types of businesses. From your perspective, uh, what can you share with us? Well, it starts with your own passion, uh, what you are passionate about. Some people are passionate about technology. Um, Some people like to speak in front of large crowds. Uh, Some people like to just build things with their hands, you know, uh, woodwork, things like that. Um, I would say just never let anything stand in your way. If you feel strongly about something and your passion runs deep, then just go for it. You'll never be satisfied until you quench that insatiable thirst to fulfill your destiny. And what you're going to find is that each time you say, well, maybe I should do this, you're always going to go back to what you are really passionate about. It's something that's going to keep haunting you, it's going to keep nagging you, and it's going to keep pulling on your heartstrings until you finally start doing it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Do you have any uh, questions for me, or is there other uh, information that you'd like to share with us? Um, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> Sure. Um, what made you what made you decide to start doing a podcast? Very similar to you. Um I have a background in social services and I, I found myself getting burnout of um helping people in the way that I was helping people and with the work I was doing I wouldn't always see the results. Um I may uh like um, I may help someone find housing who was homeless, and I might work with them for a year and help them to work on those issues that caused the homelessness. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily see the end result of, um, you know, how they were doing, you know, maybe five years later or, um, you know, three years down the line. Um, I also... Uh, I had a, I used to be a uh, licensed chemical dependency counselor, and so I would work with people with mental health illnesses and uh, addictions. I loved the work. I, I really did love it, and I did it for many, many years. But over time, I, I, I just found myself wanting to help people in a different way, and so I became a life coach. I became a certified life coach, and um through life coaching I and just doing exploration, I learned that I really enjoy working with groups of people. And so the radio show um, is a way for me to reach people who I otherwise would not be able to reach. It's a way for me to talk to 
thought leaders and folks in the community who are doing some really great things uh, to get their message out because many of the people that I talk to work with folks in the community. Um, And so for me, this platform is a way for people to get messages of of hope, um, messages of um, messages on how they can change their lives and how other people have changed their lives um, in a way that they may not otherwise be able to to um, to receive. So um, that was a big reason. Beautiful. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was a big reason that I started this um, this radio show. And um, in the new year, I'm going to be doing some workshops because I, I really like doing small group work. And we've talked a little bit. I, I'd love to do some collaboration with you um, as time goes Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because my, you know, my mission is helping people. I, I want to see people become empowered. Um, exactly. You know, too many of us. Yeah, exactly. too many of. Yeah, we we go through life, and a lot of us we we want to know how we we want to know how to change, but we we just don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, so shows like yours, shows like mine, we provide a few tools. Yep, exactly. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. That is what it's all okay. about. All right. My uh, other so, question then is, uh, if, sure. if I wanted to eventually expand my programming into podcasts, what mm-hmm. advice would you give to me? How does that differ from what I'm doing mm-hmm. here on YouTube? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question. I believe that radio or podcasting um, is a way to, well, let me back up and say that we have many different ways of learning. Some of us learn by uh, hearing. Some of us learn by seeing information. And others learn by actually doing. So we all have different learning styles. And with that being said, I believe that Podcasting is just another medium, another way to get your message out. Um, it's another way to communicate with your audience um, because and with blog talk radio, for example, not only can you uh, listen or not only can you provide a message, but people have an opportunity to call in. Now, our show happens to be pre-recorded, but um, there are times that you can do a live show and people have an opportunity to ask questions or blog, you know, blog mm-hmm. as the program is going on. And it's just a real cool way to interact, um, get a message out, and to get feedback, you know, to get mm-hmm. immediate yeah. feedback when you open it up to your listeners. Mm-hmm. So okay, and there 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 are yeah a lot of different ways to do that but um yeah I think I think blog talk is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Well your your show is lovely. Um I actually I was going back through your archives and I noticed that you uh, interviewed Richard and his wife from Simply Natural a few years ago. Yes. Yes, and, I love uh, them. <laughs> I I know them. Every time I go into his store, he and I get into like hour long discussions <laughs> about about everything, just about everything. And I remember one time yeah. where I walked into the store and he was in the middle of a political debate with someone that was there. And that person tried mm-hmm. extra hard to get me on their side. And I remember I made a comment and Richard said that after I left, she was just angry because she couldn't break me. He said that she was the overbearing oh. type of person that just wants to be Right about everything. If she couldn't break me, she couldn't change uh, my mind. He said she was angry. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. 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 Rich so, was a nice guy. Know, he is. He is. And so podcasting, again, is a way, uh, just another way to get your message out. So, Oz, um, we, our show is coming to an end, but I want to thank you so much for being, uh, for coming in and for, um you know, for giving your message. And how can we reach you again? 
Um, okay, well, the YouTube channel is called The Awakening Frequency. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, the channel is so, so new, so young. It's not coming up in mm-hmm. the top searches yet, but we're, we're definitely going to mm-hmm. change that. Right, listeners? Um, so, yes, right. But if you, if you type in the name of one of the shows, um, Food Label Friday, Black History Monday, it comes up in the search. And then you'll see the Awakening Frequency as the name of the channel, and then you can just go to the channel from there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr under the Awakening Frequency. You can also send an email at theawakeningfrequency at gmail.com if you can't make, locate the program or the channel. And um, uh, Katrina, if you can post the custom barcode, then people can also just scan that with their phone, and it takes them straight to the channel. Absolutely, we will. Absolutely. All right. So I invite you to come on again, all right? Anytime, anytime. I enjoyed this totally. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Oz. And we want to thank you, our listening audiences, uh, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Self-Care Institute, blessing you with peace, love, and all the good life has to offer. All right, Oz, have a great day. All right, remember, reach one so each one can teach one. Amen. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. 